Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Tag Talk underway on a Saturday. We're on the air between 2 and 3 o'clock, sports schedules permitting. And we should point out spring training starting soon for the Minnesota Twins. And we've got a lot of spring training games coming up, and a lot of those are noon starts. So if you... Want to visit with Doug? Today is the day. Our number is 651-461-9226. And that is good for a call or a text on the City's One Plumbing Talk and text line. Computers, hardware, software, whatever. How do things work? Why aren't things working? Once again, that number is 651-461-9226. Doug, we got a lovely day. A lot of people out and about today. Oh, I can see why. The temperature is just wonderful. Yeah, and it, it, it's one of those where uh, the, the snow is gradually starting to melt. Uh, we're, we're seeing more and more pavement on some of the uh, side streets, etc. I'm even starting to see a little grass here and there along the driveway, and that is always a good sign. It's always a good day to get work done on the computer and get things cleaned up. And uh, once again, we invite your call or text on the City's One Plumbing Talk and text line. We were very busy one week ago, so we invite you to uh, get involved early. Because at the end of the program a week ago, there were a lot of people that uh, we just weren't able to get on the air because we ran out of time. So send your text or give us a call uh, sooner than later on the program. Uh, Doug, I wanted to bring something up to you. Mm -hmm. And... It has to do, whenever I pay a bill online, I had a medical copay that I had to pay online. And, and you see this a lot now, uh, whether you're ordering something or paying a bill or, or really doing anything else. And you click on that little box that says, I'm not a robot, or you have to solve a puzzle mm-hmm. of some sort. How does that work? Is it effective? Um, because I know there they're they're trying to keep uh, robots or automated programs out of these sites. Oh yeah, that uh, that that actually keeps the the hackers at bay that are using um, uh, the the continuous hits trying to find some little niche to get in. And they are effective somewhat. They can also go wrong. Um, if you run into one that just continuously loops, keeps bringing you up another problem. Um, I find that uh, Mozilla Firefox has a plugin that will actually automate it and just bypass it. So if you run into one of them loop ones, you might want to pick up that, that plug-in for um, that extension for Mozilla Firefox. They, um, they are good. It does prove that you're human because even with the Firefox one, you got to do it once. It's, um, it, it is working. I don't know if it's all that effective 
for your security, but more so for the websites. Yeah, and there's also that extra level of verification, and I really like that, and Mm -hmm. I'm using it whenever it is available. And, And that is if you log into a site, you have your username and password. But then they bounce back and send a text to your phone typically that has usually a six-digit code, and you enter that. I'm a big fan of that. Oh, no question. And uh, the banks that I work with, yeah, they will continue to do that unless you actually indicate that this is a private device and you intend to log in with this device in the future. Then you bypass it. But I agree. They're just, you know, when it comes to our dollars and a secure connection, there's just no, in my mind, it's well worth the extra time just to have the, the level of security and peace of mind. Yeah, and the, the two-factor authentication, uh, for example, um, if it is available, it, it is something like, say, for instance, uh, with, with like my mom and dad or, or others I chat with, I always say the same thing. I always go for it. I, I'm a big, big fan of that. What do you recommend? Is it, is it always a good idea to take advantage of it? I think it is. You know, I've, I've had mixed feelings with this because a lot of my users don't want to mess around with it, and they're already passworded to death. But I think that it is. And if, if you're an Apple owner, it's required. And the thing is, is once you get used to it, it's not that bad. But you got to learn what exactly is happening, what to expect. And once you get used to it, it just turns into a habit like every other lifelong habit. I think it's necessary. I think it's much more effective than biometrics, for example. I think that they're way, I think we're, we're quite early with reading people's eyeballs and touching their fingerprints and, and even to log in on the computer, the fingerprint readers are not all that consistent yet. I think it's a good thing. I really do. Yeah. Um, one other item when it ultimately comes to security and doing the right things online, we got a warning at my full-time job during the week. I'm in the commercial printing business and our IT manager basically sent out a warning. Ransomware has stepped up. Um, we're, we're, we're starting to see some sp- uh, suspicious activity. And it has to do with uh, someone who works at the company or has a spouse that worked at another company that uh, got attacked. And the, these stories and, and ransomware is no joke. So... It, it all gets back to the same thing. When you open an email and there's attachments, etc., be very leery of that stuff unless you're absolutely sure. You cannot stress that enough. This is uh, the big thing is is users got to be aware and be somewhat suspicious of everything. There's no way around it. And as I see it, as uh, some of the some of the lesser economy countries are going down and having more economic problems. These things increase. Some of the things that I've been getting to have to do with my social security, uh, the FBI found evidence in a car that had five bodies in it, call this number immediately. They're, they're just going all out, just all out. And, and just be aware that if you see a spelling problem or if it's something that's just off, if you're not quite sure, when in doubt, don't. Get online, go on to Google, put in the subject matter, and you'll find it. If it's a scam, it'll pop up. If you're getting it, I can almost guarantee other people have been getting it for several days, and people have already investigated it, and there's going to be some type of Google research being done on that. 
I think that's absolutely the best advice we can give to maintain your good behavior on the internet and to maintain your machine's integrity. Be suspicious. Just be suspicious. And if when in doubt, don't. Yeah, and, and there are a lot of emails. And once again, many companies are using training programs where, where not only you need to watch a video and understand that sort of thing, the the company will send you emails to test your ability to spot things that are suspicious. Say, for instance, here at Odyssey, uh, the parent of WCCO Radio, uh, they make us go through that training. If you're going to be on the network and have company email, and let alone be on the air and speak on the public airwaves, there's, there's training involved in that. But if, if you're going to be on the network, all the employees need to go through that because you, you don't want to share personal or company information to, to people that are out there. And they are very clever indeed. And, and usually it's it's financial, it's problems with your uh, computer. We've talked about that one. I mean, there, there's a lot of ways they try and get in the door. Don't open that door. I agree. Um, yeah. For example, I just took a quick glance at my spam folder, my Thunderbird. And I got one here that's interesting. Express service. Delivery for this package has been suspended. Use this code to track it. And, of course, that goes to a link. But the link doesn't go to FedEx. And the subject no. matter says FedEx package, like I'm getting a package. Well, most people just say, oh, here's your tracking code. Click on that and go. But when I hover my mouse over this, the size of this URL goes all the way across the bottom of my computer. I know this is nonsense. Plus, Thunderbird picked it up as spam. But this is something that that this is, these people are experts at extracting dollars. They know how to motivate people, and they know that if you're busy in the day and you just got to, well, click, 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 click. Can't do that. Not with email. Especially if somebody that's sending you something that from somewhere that you've never done business with in the past. And roll your pointer over that URL. If there's a link in there, it will show up at the bottom of that program, and it will show you the link. And it says storage.googleapps. And it goes on and on and on. Like I say, all the way across the bottom of my screen. I know that's not from FedEx. FedEx would say FedEx.com, and that's it. Not to mention, FedEx would probably call me first and if I did have that package. Plus, I know I don't have one. Yeah, things like this. These people are slick. They're very, very slick. You just can't stress it enough. Yeah, you you got to be wary of what you're doing online, particularly with ransomware attacks uh, ticking up. And you hear about those every now and then. And you hear about it when it's the big businesses or that healthcare system. Uh, I, re- I remember that. Uh, I, I, I believe it was in the UK. The, the, the point being is, is that when you hear about that, imagine all the small businesses that are impacted. And, and for that matter, individuals that are impacted. So, so be aware of that. When we come back, we're going to go to the city's one plumbing talk and text line. And we have some good ones already. Uh, we'll, we'll talk gaming, and if you're going to build a gaming computer, where do you start? Uh, we'll, we'll get into Windows 10. What about Excel? What if you want a free copy of Excel? I'm sure Doug's got an answer or two on that. It is all coming up here on Tech Talk on News Talk, E3O-WCCO. Tech Talk rolling along here on a Saturday, a busy Cities One Plumbing Talk and text line, 651-461-9226. So, we invite you to get in early, 
Make sure we get to your question on the program. And if you want to call in, you'll visit with producer Josh Wheeler, and he'll put you through to the studio. Uh, the text line comes right in, and we'll get it on the air as quick as we can. And, Doug, let's start w- with a good one. We've brought this up before, but but this is a great reminder. Uh, I bought a new laptop. How do I delete all the advertisements and worthless apps and programs and stuff I don't need? Oh yeah, that's um that that that's really the way to go. Is um I really like um to pop in and pick up a little small program from Chris Titus and it's clean your windows. This thing does a tremendous job of that. And it's four screens, it's easy to install. You just gotta remember that when you install it that you gotta right click on the file name, and then run as an administrator. And that's C-H-R-I-S-T-I-T-U-S dot com. And Chris has all kinds of good programs and advice. But that Windows toolbox, I think, is just tremendous, especially for getting rid of this kind of thing. You can pick and choose what you want to take out. If you're running Windows 10, you can bring back, or 11, you can actually bring back the uh, some of the some of the legacy interface graphic user interfaces like your control panel and things. It's just a great product. That's probably the simplest method and the safest way to go. And you can also control what you're getting for updates from Windows, but that's going to be the last item that you do with that. And that's ChrisTitus.com, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-T-U-S.com. It's just wonderful, man, just a tremendous help. And I hope that helps. Yeah, and I think when you uh, get get a new machine, Getting it set up the the way you want does take a little bit of time. I I know the the one thing I've liked about Chromebooks and is there, there's really not a ton there. You can add apps, but when when you take your Chromebook out of the box, it's relatively clean in that respect. Yeah. You have to have a Gmail account, and that's kind of your gateway to get in and get set up. But beyond that, they, they don't put a ton of stuff. On the Chromebook, other mm-hmm. machines might be a little bit different, but that th- that is one advantage of going with a Chromebook. You- you're not going to get a ton there. You can add apps later on, but but they don't push a lot onto you. It's getting better, even with the, all the rest of the PCs yep. and, and and laptops. But you're right. A Chromebook is clean, and I mean really clean. And what a lot of people don't realize is, let's suppose that you're a dedicated Chromebook owner like yourself, Steve. And you've had your computer now three, four, five years, whatever. Time to upgrade. When you get your new Chromebook and you log on, it's going to automatically put back everything that you had on the old one. Just that quick. That's really the quickest way to exchange it. They really are. I, I, I foresee an Android operating system that will really be competition, even for Linux coming up. Just watch and see. It's going to be real interesting as they perfect the Android operating system as well. They'll tie right together with your phones and do the whole nine yards. I think it's going to be an exciting time. Tech Talk continues on this lovely Saturday here at News Talk, 830-WCCO. Uh, how about this one? Where do I get a free copy of Excel? Oh, you know, if you got LibreOffice, uh, L-I-B-R-E-O-F-F-I-C-E dot O-R-G dot org. Uh, that comes with a uh, with, with, um, uh, little program they call Calc. Looks like Excel, feels like Excel, will open and save all your Excel in different formats. Use all the commands that you got in there. That's probably the best I've found. It's just lovely to work with. But there's several. 
there's um, a open office has a spreadsheet that's almost identical. And then, of course, there's a free office, which is a, a relatively new player in this realm from Germany. And this people have trouble telling that from the actual office layout. The only thing is it just runs faster because, well, there's no copy for text, none of that nonsense in the background. Uh, there's a plethora of things out there. But my favorite would be Labray. Uh, that's just because I'm a dedicated Labray office user. Just love that program. Just can't go wrong. Every computer should have it, even those that are running Microsoft Office. Yeah, and it, once again, you're, you're not likely going to find a free copy of Microsoft Excel. Correct. But there are alternative programs that operate very similar. And if you're going to go the route of a Chromebook, there's Google Sheets, and that is very similar. I think with any of those programs, though, there are subtle differences, and it's going to take time. It's not seamless, but they're they're very similar, and the navigation is similar, and the functionality is similar, but it's not exact. Well, you know, but you, what, the thing I, I would like to comment on that sure. is that is true even when you change versions of Office. Sure. That, that next, that, that next uh, um, version of Excel or Word, there, there's some subtle differences. Could be just in the user interface. Well, they all have different file formats as to how they save. But that I don't. Um, I think people should be used to just taking a look and getting used to reformatting new habits. So with computers, it's kind of con- constant change, continuous change. Very few things stay the same more than five, six months at a time. If that, that's really big time in a computer. So yeah, we got to kind of orient our mind to. Just be ready for change because it's going to come. Yeah, and and that is, I think, can be frustrating for any user, no whether, whether you're you're 15 or or 50 or 105. That does get frustrating. It's kind of like, well, I like that the way it was, and now I did an operating system update, for instance, on my smartphone, and things are a little bit different. Or mm-hmm. you have to upgrade to a new device. Uh, th- these programs are always evolving. So you just have to get used to that change. It is Indeed. part of the deal. The idea that you're going to be looking at the same interface for for a long, long time. I know once upon a time with Windows that got frustrating where, where people would upgrade to a new operating system in Windows and the interface changed so much to, and how mm. you navigated, and that frustrated people. Oh, absolutely. Vista is a prime example of that. Vista may have been one of the best operating systems that that Microsoft ever put out, but yet it came at a time when the user interface changed drastically. And when you set this thing up initially, it took a lot longer to configure to do it properly. It just had a whole lot more bells and whistles that needed some manual interface. And it got a bad reputation within the first two or three weeks that it was out. And it's like, this mental mindset just went around the planet. It's just incredible. We as human beings, we have a tendency of like to learn things. So when we're working, it's just subconscious. And when we got to stop and think and relearn that subconscious movement, that's when we start to get a little frustrated. And I hope that helps. But this is, uh, you're right. This is ongoing, never-ending changes. And it's hopefully improvements, but not always. But most of the time, it's for our, our benefit as well. And just be where it's coming, if not today, tomorrow. 229, we've got a weather break and then more tech talk. And, and we've got some great things on the text line today. As always, our city's one plumbing 
talk and text line at 651-461-9226. When we come back, should we be concerned about using the Chrome browser? We'll get Doug's thoughts on that. Uh, we'll, we'll hear about a scam involving uh, the IRS. Be aware of any emails from the IRS. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that as well uh, when we come back here on Tech Talk. And we still have time for you if you want to send a text or call the studio 651 461 9226. Here on News Talk, E30WC. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Tech Talk, Doug Swin, the heart Saturdays between 2 and 3, sports schedules permitting, and uh, sports schedules getting back into play. Pitchers and catchers report to spring training down in Arizona and down in Florida. And, of course, we'll have a lot of spring training coverage. Jason DeRosha, the new guy, afternoons between 3 and 6, is going to be there for a whole week. That's pretty cool. Uh, and that's coming up in March here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. We'll have selected spring training games. And then, of course, every regular season game and hopefully postseason this fall. Here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. Doug Swinhart once again is here. Tech Talk is the program. And let's get right back to it on a very busy Cities One Plumbing Talk and text line today. Uh, th- th- this is important. This is a comment uh, from one of our texters. I was told by a technician who cleaned up my laptop after I almost got hacked not to use Chrome and and Google. Um they they went on to say Microsoft Edge could be a good option, but the texter doesn't like that. What other options are there for, for browsers, for instance, if you have concerns? And should we be concerned uh, about uh, using Chrome? I think we should. Um, Chrome is actually owned by Google. Chromium, C-H-R-O-M-I-U-M, is the open source browser. And you really should be using Chromium. They're identical, except that they don't have all of the stuff that's built in. Since Google has gone public and they're now a a large conglomerate corporation, things inside that browser have changed. I'm not putting it on on any uh, PCs in Linux or or Windows. Wow. I am using Chromium, straight Chromium. And there's actually several versions of this because it is open source. And one is Chromium ungoogled. And that takes out all the privacy concerns. Now, that said, if you've got a Gmail account, you should set up one browser to use for your Gmail 
exclusively and use that browser only for that. But people should also be aware that the Brave browser is built on a Chrome core. And that one's got built-in uh, ad blockers and, and pop-up blockers. And Brave is probably your safest method to log into, like, Facebook or, or any of these kind of things like this. It's just a great browser. My, uh, from hearing this, this texture talk about the, the technician that, that actually promoted uh, Edge, I don't agree with that either. There's so many good browsers out there that you don't need that. I put on... Um, the Brave browser is my go-to browser. Firefox my, is always on every machine. And then Chromium. And there are several versions of, of um, browsers that have, are built on a Chrome core. There's another one that I like that's called um, uh, Libra or Libre Wolf. And that is built on a Mozilla core. So if I put on four browsers, two with Chrome cores and two with Mozilla cores, I really pretty much got everybody covered and we're rocking and rolling. But, yeah, I don't think we can trust Google Chrome the way we used to. Now, if you have a Chromebook, that's kind of different. I don't know if they're actually collecting all that because they already got that on your account. You've given them permission to, to utilize some of that to keep the cost down, but it's not as invasive as, like, putting it on a PC or a Mac or some other machine. And this is a major concern among all administrators today, and I think Google will respond in time. I think they'll clean it up and make announcements that it's got, we're back on track, I hope. We'll just have to wait and see. That's yeah. a sign of the times. Yeah, and, you know, it is the top browser in the world, and I think by a long shot. Uh, a couple of them that you didn't bring up. Safari, for instance, if, oh, you, if you buy a Mac, you're going to get the, the Safari browser built in. That is also available uh, if you're running it PC. Um, that, that's been a pretty good browser. Another one, and it's been around a long time, that we generally don't talk about uh, a lot because you, you're a big fan of Brave, and rightfully so, is the Opera browser. Oh, and it's been around browser. for a while. Oh, absolutely. In fact, they've gone through some changes now, and um, the original author of the Opera browser had some problems with the uh, corporate bean counters, and he left and moved to Italy, and he's got a new browser called Bovaldi. And people who are really, really dedicated consumers of the of the of the Opera browser have switched to Vivaldi, and they love it. It's faster, it's cleaner, all kinds of good things in that. It, yeah, there are the, many alternatives, many, many alternatives. Yeah, and uh, as you've pointed out for years, and this is great advice, and I take advantage of this all time, all the time. There are some times that something doesn't work properly in one browser. And it is amazing if you just switch browsers and try it in another one, it, it'll happen to work. So having multiple browsers available is key. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, you know, the thing is, is these things are continuously evolving and the, the code on a web page or a website, there are so many different layouts and so many different techniques Yes, the standards are getting better, but there is no hard set core rules for content being distributed on the internet. And the changes that we've gone through well, for a while, Java was a big thing, and well, then that got kind of corrupted, and then and then of course style sheets, which still are in existence, but it really depends. You're quickly going to find that different websites will render 
and display content different with different browsers. And you'll pick that right up. So your favorite websites, you're going to want to be putting your bookmarks or favorites for that particular browser. They're easily accessible. I couldn't agree more. All right. Uh, we talked about scams and being leery of scams and emails. We, we do it a lot on the program, and we did it right at the top of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, be wary of, of emails and emails with attachments that you're not 100% familiar or, for that matter, expecting. Um, here's someone on our text line. I just filed my Minnesota state sales and use tax return for 22. Shortly after I received the most authentic looking email from the IRS with an attachment to open, uh, this person went on to call their CPA and it was bogus. And that's why before the weather break, we talked about emails from the IRS that gets your attention. It's kind of like, uh oh, the IRS wants something from of course. You. And of course. your first impulse is to click on that and find out more. That those are the ones where you, you call a timeout and say, Let me take a step back and think about this before I click. That is a great example. Oh, no question. And IRS scams, they're coming around every oh, year. Yeah. Starts about to- the end of November, end of December, January, February, getting everybody all pumped up for tax time. They are rampant. And in addition to that, seniors are being targeted much greater than others. And when I say seniors, I'm talking 55 and above. From the, from the criminal element, they're considered a low risk because a lot of them go unreported. They think that we've got more money in our bank account getting prepared for retirement and we will be embarrassed because of our age to say anything to anybody. So that's uh, this is huge, huge. And every website, you're going to find all kinds of stuff on, on the irs.gov that talks about reporting phishing. And they want these things reported. And it's not your fault. You're not, you should never be ashamed if somebody cheats you. These people are professionals at extracting dollars. They know what they're doing. They're going to be using every trick in the book. And when you talk about their emails looking official, they certainly do. I'm really glad that this texter got a hold of their CPA. Now, consider if they didn't have a CPA. They probably would have clicked that link. You can run a quick Google on what's in that subject line. And I ran a couple of them. 100,000 hits come up within just the last few days. So once these people become active, somebody's catching them and reporting them right away, which is a good thing. And we all need to contribute to that to help hinder this bad behavior. Tech Talk with Doug continues on this Saturday. It is 244, sunny skies. We'll top out at 45 today. Quite a bit cooler by the end of the week. Let's get back to that Cities One Plumbing Talk and text line. Very busy indeed. Um, Doug, uh, building a laptop. Um, What is the best motherboard for a full AMD gaming setup? Um, and this gets real technical, but uh, there are definitely folks that can help. And they're, they're, if you want to build a gaming computer, as a matter of fact, uh, my daughter's boyfriend built the beauty, really impressed. And it was a lot of fun. And, and it can be a lot of fun to custom build your own computer, especially if you're into gaming. Oh, no doubt about it. Yeah, you know, the thing is, is the Internet is just packed with information on this. Um, I would suggest YouTube to start, and a couple of my favorites. There's a, a guy that goes by Jay's Two Cents, and it's just J-A-Y-S, Two Cents, 
and the, you'll find his, the, his videos, and he shows you how to build them from the ground up and even gets into specific custom machines as to what you would require for that particular game, if that's your big point. And he's been at this a long time, and he knows this stuff. Now, if you want some hands-on experience, Micro Center is a great place to start. They've got a whole section set up for PC builders, and they'll make sure that the equipment that you buy is coordinated and it's compatible. Depending upon when you get in these high-end motherboards, you must have a match processor, match cooling for the wattage on that processor, the, the, the RAM. You've got some variance in memory that you could do. Hard drive speed, but you're going to get a lot of experience. Plus, you have access to a plethora of equipment. A number of different cases, which does make a difference. A number of different power supplies, that also makes a difference. Do you want to go liquid cooling, air cooling, what type of monitors you're going to have? Don't get carried away with video cards. I say this because I, I just can't picture people spending $1,500 to $2,000 on a video card. You're, you're not going to get that type of advantage. But you can check and see what they've stocked, and they have just a tremendous supply of stuff. In addition to that, if something's wrong or it doesn't work, you take it in, you exchange it. They have no questions asked for 30 days, plus you get the full warranty from the manufacturer. Yeah, Micro Center is probably your best stop if you want somebody to talk to and uh, to get you started in the right direction. I love it that people are building their own computers. It's smart. I think it's just the way to go. Um, when we come back, uh, problems with iTunes on a Windows 10 machine and uh, we'll also get into vpns when we come back are they really necessary we'll get doug's thoughts on that here on tech talk and we've had a lot of folks participating on the text line today for sure here on tech talk and let's get right back to it before we run out of time on the program today uh, doug here's interesting why do my itunes uh or why does my itunes icon Keep disappearing from my Windows 10 tool tree. Yeah, this is an interesting concept. I've, I've, I've heard this before, and I've actually witnessed it myself. When you install iTunes on a PC, I always right-click on that install file and select Run as an Administrator. It will help. But I think that there's an awful lot of corporate wars going on that we don't ever know about, and I think that that's really the cause of a lot of user problems. And I'm not really sure how to completely solve it. You just got to open it up every other day and make sure it stays up to date. And you might even want to set it up under um, a limited user rather than an admin user. That will kind of keep things a little bit better. It should work. It should be effective. And it really should work flawless. But it really is kind of an issue when you start crossing platforms. Now, iTunes is a is a tremendous package. In the Linux uh, world, we have several packages that are open source. They look like iTunes, feels like iTunes, just faster, but they don't actually operate so you can buy stuff from the store. And that's kind of what I think a lot of people are looking for when they get an iTunes um, media sure. player. They're, it's a beautiful system, I think. Uh, but try to find stuff that's cross-platform 100%, and that's difficult with media. I don't have all the answers for this, just uh, other than you might want to just download VLC media as well, because that'll play anything. And I mean, even stuff from iTunes. So just have more than one media player as well. That, that, I hope that helps. 
Yeah, and uh, there there was news. Netflix beginning to crack down around the world on people that share their passwords. I have a quick comment on that. If you Mm -hmm. have a Netflix account, and it's one thing if you share your password within your house, I think passing it along to other relatives or friends outside of the house, that doesn't seem right to me, and I'm surprised it took Netflix this long to crack down on that sort of thing. Well, Um, they've they've kind of cracked down right from day one, but the thing is you can have multiple logins within the house with Netflix, one of the few services that you can actually have that, which is nice because my Netflix keeps track of what I watch, keeps track of what Nancy watches. It's all separate. Now, here's the thing. People got to realize that when you log into Netflix or any other site for that, they have your IP address, and they can get your location instantly, and most servers are set up to automatically double-check that you're not cheating. There's no such thing as just handing out your credentials to somebody and thinking you're okay to go because it's not going to work, and it doesn't make sense to do so. It really doesn't. If you're a cable cutter, you're going to have some extra expenses if you want the premium TV. Netflix is a wonderful service. I have yet to find a virtual private network system that will run at, without being shut off for Netflix. It, their, their system is tight, very tight, and I can understand that. makes sense to me. Yeah. I agree with you. People don't need to cheat. You want something? Step up to the plate and pay for it. That's yeah. it. I, I just think lo- looking for freebies in that way, and, and you bring up a, a good point. A lot of these services, like within our house, we have YouTube TV and uh, that's you know the way now that we get a lot of the cable channels etc that you know we got used to when we had satellite TV or once upon a time cable TV instead we stream it through YouTube TV it's a a really nice service service. they have a nice interface and what's great is my wife and our youngest daughter who still lives at home we all have our own profiles so we have our own DVRs and our own favorites, et cetera. It's a great way to go, but it's all within the four walls. It's, That's it's not like my oldest daughter who's living down in Minneapolis, you know, is, is getting in on the party. She's got to pay her own freight on that. But it, it's interesting that, you know, these services are really starting to clamp down on that. I do want to get to VPNs before we run out of time. Okay. And, uh, Someone who sent a text said they read an article that stated a VPN is not necessary in the United States. Um, it says just remove the torrents, but the people have no idea what that means. Do you? Yeah. If you go into Brave and you go under the settings, it talks about torrents. and Take that out completely. And they're right. I don't think that VPNs are all that effective in the U.S., uh, for example, your streaming services, nearly all of them will block any kind of VPN service, even if you get by for a day or two, no matter how sophisticated it is. And with most of them, and I've tested maybe 15 or 20 over the last several years, um, you get really good speeds during your trial period or when you can return your money. After that, it starts to slow down piece by piece sequentially. I think what people are really paying for is just to, have somebody slow down their internet. And there are different VPN protocols. Some are very, very effective at security. Better the security, the more it's going to reduce your speed. I've got a VPN set up within my router. So any device that comes in my house is behind that. But even that is somewhat limited. I I can't always get snap through to get through Netflix. On TV, you definitely can't. 
They not only have your IP address, but they know the type of device that you're streaming to. If it's a computer, they'll let it go through for a certain amount of time. If it's a TV, not at all. They're, this is very sophisticated technology, and most of it is set up so the consumer cannot automatically be a thief and get away with it. It's just not there anymore. Don't do it. It's not worth it. Now, the biggest VPN services, uh, Express, Nord, CyberGhost, those, they're great, great products. They're just not all that effective in the U.S. In fact, the federal government has just undid a law that had to do with our privacy to where an Internet service provider now can collect anything they want to, and they can do anything with that information they want. Well, that Internet service provider, in the, in the, as we view a network, they're the godhead. They've got total control. They really do. If you can block Xfinity or block CenturyLink so all they know is how much data you've got coming in and going out, you're doing really, really well, but I don't think it's going to be that easy. They're, they're just, it's just too open. It's, yeah. If you're going to have honesty, you're going to have transparency. If you've got transparency, you can't block it. It's just it's a terrible, terrible situation that we find ourselves in, and most of it has to do with being yeah. commercial. And security for the person who's providing, not the end user. Be aware of that. All right, Doug, great advice as always. We apologize. We weren't able to get to all the texts on the program. We had a ton of them today. We will be back next Saturday between 2 and 3 o'clock here on Tech Talk. Doug, real quick, your phone number and email. Oh, thank you. 651-552-9543. And, of course, admin, A-D-M-I-N, at WCCOTech.com. W-C-Z-O-T-E-C-H dot com, 651-552-9543. Thank you, Steve. Have a good week. Yeah, have a good week. We'll do it next Saturday at 2 here on News Talk 830-WCCO. Coming up, all the news, all the weather at 3 o'clock. Then Mike Wall from space.com. Uh, some big stuff coming up when it comes to space flight. We'll do it in a moment. ECO. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 